We are back for another edition of the SQ Sports Podcast. Uh, we got both myself, Shane, uh, and Q on the podcast today. How we doing, Q? Good, man. Um, so we're going to be breaking down just kind of the NBA season, going through our All-NBA teams, MVP, Rookie of the Year, all that jazz. Then we're going to get into the playoff matchups, which start, I think, less than 24 hours from now. We're recording on a Friday afternoon. We have four matchups tomorrow to start it off on Saturday another four on Sunday, and then we're in the swing of playoff basketball. So that's always exciting. Um, I guess we can start it off by going over our All-NBA teams. Uh, give me your uh, first team All-NBA. First team I have Steph at point guard. Uh, the two guards, I have Steph and Harden. Okay. And I have um, Paul George and Giannis, and then I have Jokic as my, starting, as my first team All-NBA center. All right. I have the exact same – Lineup except for center, I went with your boy Embiid over Jokic. All right. Um, yeah, I feel like I feel like uh, the first four from what I've just been seeing from all other analysts is like Harden, Curry, George, and Giannis are kind of uh, kind of in stone. Some people have Lillard in there over Curry, mm-hmm. uh, but the center position is is the one that people always get hung up on because Jokic and Embiid did have did have pretty similar seasons. Um, the Nuggets did fade towards the end of the year. Uh, so, I mean, you can go either way on that one. Um, Embiid has been hurt lately, which definitely uh, hurts his cause a little bit. But I think he's just more of a dominant player in general. So, um, pretty much all all square there. You got anything to say about those choices? Are they pretty – Yeah, cool? I only went with Jokic. I mean, he played 16 more games, which is, like, kind of pretty big gap. Um, and I thought his defense got a lot better this year overall. Like, he's still not, like, I mean, he's not near MB's level on defense, but he's still better than he was last year. He's not, like, getting completely murdered. Um, so I just thought, overall, I thought he was just more valuable, consider, especially when you consider, like, the gap in games played. All right, my bad. You just lagged out real quick. Uh, but, yeah, I think the games played is, is a big deal. 64 compared to what, Jokic? Yeah, uh, Jokic played 80, so – uh, I think if the Nuggets would have – I just kind of didn't like how they finished it out. Um, they were battling for the first seed all throughout the season. And then the last like couple weeks it turned into, um, are they going to drop to the three? Or are they going to hold on to the two? So I just mm-hmm. kind of didn't leave a bad taste in my mouth. I mean, nothing against Jokic this season. I think you could go either way on that. Um, yeah, I agree on that. So. All right. Uh, going into the second team, I'll give you my second team. I got – uh, Damian Lillard and Kyrie at the guard position, um, KD and Kawhi at the forwards, and then I had Jokic uh, at the center position. Yeah, I had the same four, and then just switch uh, Jokic and Embiid. So yeah, so I th- yeah I think like uh, the top ten players of this season, um, I think they're I think they're kind of unanimous around the board. Uh, there was I, honestly when I was making uh, the second team, there wasn't really anyone on the third team where I was like, okay. Uh, you could move up. I think it was more like, are you going to be on the third team or are you not going to make it in general? Uh, which is huge for guys like Bradley Beal, um, Clay Thompson to try to get that, be eligible for the super max. Um, now going into the third team, I didn't have either of those guys on my third team. Did you? Uh, I had Beal. Okay. Give me your third team. So third team, I had Kemba, Beal, LeBron, uh, Blake Griffin, and Gobert. Um, I had the same thing. I just had my boy Westbrook instead Ooh, of Beal. I, I I know everyone's kind of tired of the triple double, um, but with the whatever the thirty mid, I don't know how many put up like thirty six triple doubles this season. I know he was incredibly inefficient and effective field goal percentage less than forty seven percent. That's pretty god awful. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, I I think it's hard to fault a guy. They can go out there and, and give you 20-plus and 10-plus rebounds and 10-plus assists. Uh, I, 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 I think we'll get into the playoff matchups, but I, I think this is a, is a huge um, year for Russ in the playoffs as far as legacy goes. I mean, I know he's only 30 years old, but uh, with Paul George in the mix, they, they're in their second season, kind of got a favorable, favorable matchup to start it off. Um, I'll be really interested to see how they do, and I, I think uh, – if they if they get knocked out in the first round, I think people are gonna look. The people who don't already look at Russ differently are gonna say like, "Yeah, this guy's never gonna be a winner." Um, 
But yeah, I had Kemba Russ, Blake Griffin, LeBron, and Gobert. So um, pretty, pretty solid and, and even across the board for all of us on that. Uh, getting into the MVP race, I mean, I think it's just between two guys. So uh, do you have Giannis or do you have Harden? I have Harden, but I feel like everyone's going with Giannis now. Yeah, I agree with that too. I think Giannis has been the trendy pick, but what, 36? I had Harden as well, 36 points a game. Um, and to bring them out of that early slump without Chris Paul, that 40-point uh, per game run that he went on, that's, that's incredible. We really haven't seen anything like that since I don't even know when. When was it? When was it I think the last person to average more than 36 a game was MJ back in the, the 90s. Yeah, I think, I think it was. I think Kobe was, like, pretty close that one year. I think it was 06, the year that Nash won MVP, but a lot of people thought he should have. Um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, he's, like, it, it was ridiculous. That stretch when Capella and CP3 were both out, and they were, like, staying afloat after that really bad start. And now they're – I mean, they were, they were very close to being the two seed. I mean, I know they got the four seed, but I still think it's amazing given the injuries they've had. I mean, they had to sign Kenneth Freed in the middle of the season. Austin Rivers, they made him into a good player. Or, I mean, just like any role player, just, he just makes – he just elevates them. Like any – literally any role player he plays with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that, that's one thing to note is, yeah, Harden scoring 36 a game, but he's also an incredible distributor. And when defenses have to plan so much of their energy around stopping him, it just gives open looks to other guys like P.J. Tucker, Austin Rivers. Um, and if they knock him down – this Rockets team could be pretty dangerous. I mean, we all know what they did last year. Uh, at pretty much full strength, and SCP-3 dealt with that hamstring at the end of the series, but they gave the Warriors a run for their money. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, definitely would not be sleeping on the Rockets. Um, now we'll go into Rookie of the Year. Uh, people, have, I guess it was Luka Doncic's throughout the whole year, but uh, lately people have been saying Trey Young. Um, what, do you, what do you got? you sticking with Doncic? Uh, yeah, I still have Luka, but – I mean, Trey made it like a discussion at the end of the year. Trey was just so bad at the like the first like two months of the season, pretty much. Um, yeah, he was, like in the low twenties for a while in three point percentage, and then he finished at thirty two, which is pretty impressive given how bad he started. Um, I'm mostly the same with Luca because one, Luca's fall off wasn't nearly as bad as Trey's start. Agreed, agreed. And Tr- Luca's peak was like probably just as good as Trey's peak. Uh, and Trey, Trey is just so bad on defense, and it's not like I mean, it's not like his fault really. He's just like he's small. Like Luke is not a great defender, but he's not gonna get like abused. So he wasn't as negative on that part of the floor. And I just think he was just overall the best rookie. Yeah, I agree with that. I have Doncic as well. Um, Trey did make a late push, and yeah, I remember Luca. Luca went through a really cold patch. It was like over like 15 games. He was shooting 25 percent from deep. Um, Definitely kind of struggled there. Because at the beginning and towards the middle part of the season, it was like, are the, are the Mavs actually about to make a playoff push right here? Um, obviously, that kind of died out. Same with the Kings. But they both had uh, good seasons. One, before we uh, lead the rookies, got to give a shout-out to my boy DeAndre Ayton. Obviously, the Suns, terrible year. Um, Ayton didn't get abused on defense as badly as many thought he would he, by no stretch of the imagination was he a good defensive player um but then on the offensive end he's everything that everyone thought he was going to be um just an easy 16 and 10 every night out field goal percentage of 58 percent um and he can also pass the ball pretty well so i i think Aiton um definitely has a solid future and if if it wasn't for a guy like Dantich Dantich who's averaging 21 7 and 6 uh, Aiton could very well be uh, right in the middle of this discussion. Yeah, I agree. Him and Jackson and Bagley. Honestly, the whole top five was really good. Yeah, uh, but Jackson uh, got hurt. Jackson, I thought might have like made a push for second if he would have stayed healthy. Because and because like when the Grizzlies fell off, it was kind of like I don't know. But he was really good on defense the whole year. And then Bagley, when he went out, the Kings like kind of fell off. Which I mean, he wasn't playing that yeah. much. He played twenty five minutes, but like he's just he just kind of like. No, yeah, he's like he's really good in open, like in the open floor, which surprised me a lot. And he's like, he's just like kind of, I don't know, I just like watching him play. And it's like, I think his shooting's gonna develop a lot because his form looks really good. Like, I know he only shot 31%, but I think he'll be a much better shooter as he, yeah, I think Bagley, yeah, I think Bagley can turn into um, the perfect stretch for that people are looking for in the NBA today. And honestly, as the game gets even smaller, uh, 
and we started talking about stretch five. I think he could be a perfect center in a lineup with a bunch of shooters and De'Aaron Fox around him. Because, yeah, he can. Uh, like you said, he plays well in transition. He can stretch it out to the corner. And he's 6'11 with crazy hops and got to be at over seven-foot wingspan. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's good enough to lock down the paint. So, yeah, I think the Kings are heading in the right direction. Um, after the season's all over, we'll definitely come out with a pod. Kind of maybe we'll go uh, division by division, uh, recapping each team, what we like, what we didn't like. But yeah, I know you've been on the Kings all year. I wasn't as high um, on them, but uh, yeah, I, I kind of am kind of getting onto your train. I know they they finished out the season not as strong, but their young core is re- is looking really good. And I, I think they do have something to build around. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so I guess, is there any other award you want to talk about? Coach of the year? Um, I think it's going to be Bud. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's hard to, hard to say, hard to say it won't be. I mean, 60 wins most in the NBA. Um, yeah. Wh- what year is this? What year is, is, is this Bud a first year coach for the? Yeah, this Bucks? is his first year. Okay, okay. And like whenever there's a first year coach that like, doesn't have that big of a roster change, but they like play way better. They always win coach of the year. So. Uh, yeah. I feel like that's kind of a lot. Cause like there weren't any surprise teams that kind of are at the top of the conference or snuck into the playoffs that were really, really terrible. I mean, some might make a case for Nick nurse uh, just because they lost Demar, but I mean, it's basically the same team, and you're just adding Kawhi Leonard. So and Siakam got a lot better. Yeah, and Siakam. Yeah, the only uh, other person like, I consider was uh, Rivers because I thought the Clippers balled out all year. Yeah, and and honestly, um, when I was kind of looking into the series, it w- it was uh, the trade that the Clippers made. They honestly didn't seem like trades that would help them in the short term. Mm-hmm. Yet they kind of shrugged it off and still uh, secured the eight seed by nine games. They they knew they were going to be in the playoffs for uh, a couple weeks now. So. Yeah, good on Doc. I know people always like to give him a shit, but good on him for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, I mean, I'm assuming we're both agreeing on this one, but most improved player of the year, you just said his name, uh, New Mexico State alum, Pascal Siakam. Yeah. He's it's either him or D'Lo, but I think he's I think yeah, he's a way bigger jump, honestly. Yeah, I think I think the thing with D'Lo is, we always, I think everyone knew that he had it in him, and mm-hmm. Siakam just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like Siakam was a solid role player, kind of like – like last season, um, I would have thrown Siakam in like, yeah, you have Siakam, like Fred Van Fleet, Fleet. Like these guys will play like 15, 20 a game, but they're all just kind of the same to me. And Siakam proved to be a top-of-the-line starter for one of the best teams in the NBA this season. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, 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 I definitely like what I saw to him. Um there any other awards you want to touch on? You got anything else written down? Um, six man, I think it's gonna be Lou Will again. Yeah. And defensive player, I think I'd probably go Giannis, but I could see like Gobert winning again. I mean, there wasn't really like a clear cut candidate, so. Yeah, I agree with that. I think I think AD before, um, obviously everything happened. He has played in seems like forever. I think he was leading or up there, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And I know at least I've been seeing all over my Texas Twitter feed that. Miles Turner and Jared Allen have both turned into elite NBA rim protectors, which is weird because Miles Turner seems soft because like he doesn't get any rebounds, but um, he blocks a shit ton of shots. Two point seven a game this year, led the league. Uh, but yeah, um, all right. So I guess those are our awards. We're pretty much pretty much agreed on most of them, and if not, it's it's kind of between two two or so people. So I don't think there's going to be anything too shocking coming out of this um, when it's all said and done. So let's get right into the playoff matchups. We'll start in the Western conference, the golden state warriors and the LA Clippers. Um, the warriors finished on top of the West for, uh, I think this is four out of five seasons. So obviously last year, the Rockets took over, but the warriors secured it back um, in the regular season series. Golden State beat the Clippers three out of four games, including like a 25-point win uh, a week ago. Um, so I don't know how much stock people put into that or you put into that. I think as much as I like the Clippers, Shea Gilgis, uh, like you said, Doc's done a great job with this team. Montrez Harrell 
has been a nice surprise. Um, I think this is a sweep. Maybe the Clippers get game three at home. Uh, but, yeah, I don't, I don't see uh, them putting up too much of a fight. What do you got? Yeah, I don't really see it either. I, don't, I just don't think they have anybody to throw at Durant. Like, I mean, they could have, like, Pat, like um, Beverly kind of annoy Curry for a little bit, maybe throw him off for, like, half a game. Yeah. Um, I, like, I don't know who's going to guard Clay because they start shamming and shamming. I mean, maybe he'll do okay, but probably not. And then um, Draymond, they don't really have anyone either because Gallinari, as good as he is on offense, he's kind of just not great on defense. Um, yeah, he's – And he's going to have to keep up with Draymond. I just don't see that happening. And then, But I think they'll win. Yeah, I think it's going to be a five-game series probably with like Lou Will and Gallinari just going crazy one game like at the same time because ba- one of them is bound for a huge game. Yeah, um, agreed. Overall, yeah, they just don't have – they just don't have the roster right now. It kind yeah, of I think they could have honestly beaten like any of the other teams. But. Yeah, I do agree with that. I think they would have been an interesting matchup with the Nuggets. Um, but like you said, I, like I, Shamit's a good Shamit's a good piece. Uh, Beverly gives you like niche minutes that, like you said, he can he can annoy Curry and uh, Shea Gilgis is obviously turning into a nice player and Danilo can get his own bucket. So can Lou Will, but. They just don't really have a bench. Uh, obviously, Lou Will is going to win six man of the year, so it's kind of funny saying they don't have a bench and they're going to have the six man of the year. But behind that, you have like what, like Jermichael Green and Montrez Harrell. Well, Harrell's good. Harrell will be good, but it's just they're not like good. that good. Yeah. They're going to take it over the top. I am kind of interested to see um, when Harrell checks in. I feel like he's a guy that can get under DeMarcus Cousins' skin. Yeah, I can see that. A little bit, but I don't think it's going to be enough to like really do – anything um but yeah so I, I think four or five i think we're both in agreement there also i think the warriors um it's weird to say coming off a sweep in the finals but i feel like they're they're kind of hungry um after not getting the one seed uh and now they have cousins so they were if they were hated before they're even more hated now yeah um, i could easily see them losing two games on the way to the finals uh, but we'll see. That'd be kind of sad for the playoffs. But um, we'll move on to the second seed in the West, the Denver Nuggets, who held on by one game um, to that two seed. They're jockeying for the one seed, obviously, all year with the Warriors. Uh, they're taking on the San Antonio Spurs. I think this is going to be a really interesting matchup. Um, obviously, I'm out in the Denver area right now, so I got a lot of buddies who are Nuggets fans. I've been saying for the past couple months, I think the Nuggets are on upset alert in the first round, no matter who they play. And I think other than the the Thunder, I think this is the worst matchup that they could have come across right here in San Antonio. Yeah, I agree. I, I feel like I'm still surprised they got the two seed. Because, I mean, Jokic had a great year, and like, but Millsap was hurt a lot, and Barton was hurt a lot, and Murray didn't like take a huge leap or anything. And Gary Harris had like a pretty bad year overall. Um, but he was also hurt for a little bit, but... I think they sh- like honestly. I think they're gonna have to play Monte Morris a lot because I feel like one of Murray or Harris just isn't gonna show up in the first few games, and they're gonna have to make a big change. Um, because the Spurs have all those like little guards, like they have White, Derek White, and Bryn Forbes. They're just gonna annoy Murray and Harris a lot, and then you still have DeRozan, and you have. Um, I'm not sure if Lonnie Walker's gonna play, but I mean, he can might like, give them a spark for a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, it's just like a weird. It's a weird matchup for them. I still think they're going to win, but I think it might be like a six or seven game series. Um, because I don't yeah, know. Who's gonna... I think I think it's going to keep going. What's up? You can keep going. Keep going. Uh, I said, yeah, I just don't know who's going to guard Jokic on that team. Like, I don't think Aldridge. You don't think Aldridge can match I don't... up? I mean, maybe, but I don't know. We'll see. Well, but I still well, think they're going to win. The only thing I'll say about that is um, neither Aldridge nor Jokic are good defenders. They're more deadly on the offensive end. So I could, I mean, maybe not the whole series, but there's going to be uh, stretches of this series where it's Nuggets feed it to Jokic, Jokic gets a bucket or gets an assist uh, on Aldridge. And then Aldridge gets it back down in the post on the other end, hits a 12-foot fadeaway over Jokic. I think those guys are going to be battling back and forth because it's kind of like they're almost the same type of player, Jokic a little more. Uh, aware and a better passer than Aldrich is. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that that'll be an interesting matchup. Um, and yeah, like you were talking about the, the Spurs guards. I mean, Patty Mills is still there. Yeah, I've heard about Patty Mills and Bellinelli. Yeah, heard about yeah, both. yeah, and Bellinelli. And you got the young guys in, um, in white. Uh, and I think 
I mean, the Nuggets don't go too deep. And I think the Spurs, who do run like 10, 10 guys deep, uh, could get under their skin, could tire them out. Um, obviously, guys for the Nuggets like Torrey Craig and Malik Beasley, Monte Morris, have just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, Monte Morris, Malik Beasley are guys you heard of in college, Florida State and Iowa State. Um, but then the past couple seasons, I've heard nothing from them. And they've just given the Nuggets elite, like solid bench minutes, mm-hmm. which is what they needed because the Nuggets. I know we've. T- I know you were saying uh, Murray didn't take the jump we needed to see. And Gary Harris, once again, dealt with injury problems and fell off a little bit. I mean, that's how they've maintained two seed is that those guys like Morris, Beasley, Craig um, off the bench, which has been interesting to watch, and it'll be interesting to watch them all uh, in this playoff series. Um, so I, I do think it'll be a really interesting matchup. What, you said you're going Nuggets in six or seven? Yeah. Um, ah, I, I think I, I think of a good I think, I think the Nuggets will win it in seven. Um, I think home court will be, will be a big deal. Um, but I don't know. I feel like DeMar is going to be hard to stop. The Nuggets really don't have anyone that can t- – I mean, besides uh, Jokic, but on the perimeter, Murray hasn't shown the ability to take over games like an elite player. And DeMar's been in the postseason a lot. Obviously, he hasn't had the success he wanted, but nor has he ever had Greg Popovich as a head coach. Um, he doesn't shoot any threes anymore. I think DeMar is in for a big series. I think it's going to go seven games, but I'm going to give it to the Nuggets as well. Yeah, I could. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the Spurs won it. Like, I mean, I'm never going to doubt the Spurs. I don't know last year when they played the Warriors, but like against any other team in the West, I think the Spurs can easily take a series. So. Agreed. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the Popovich difference. Uh, yeah. You know he's gonna have them in the right places with the right matchups at the right time. So um, we're moving to the three-six matchup, uh, which the three-seed Portland Trailblazers uh, against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, I think another interesting matchup here, but I think that I think it's going to be a Thunder and Six type deal. Um, I think Dame and CJ, which CJ is a little banged up, no, right? I'm pretty sure yeah, he's he coming is. in. I think he's like hot. I don't even know if he's came come back yet, maybe. But either way, he's still like. I think, yeah, I think he played limited minutes uh, in the last two games of the season. I want to say. Yeah. But yeah, um, the Trailblazers are granted coming in uh, to the playoffs hot. They've won uh, eight out of their last ten to slide up into that three seed. Um, but yeah, I, I I like the Thunder here. Uh, I think I think Paul George is on a mission. I think Russell Westbrook's on a mission. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't really know who's going to match up with Steven Adams now that Nurkic is out. I think that could be a little bit of an issue for the Trailblazers. Yeah, I, I think I, I see Thunder in six, honestly. If Thunder, ah, I mean, I, I it's kind of, I don't want to say it because I know Dame is going to average like 35 a game this series, but if CJ isn't at full strength and you got no Nurkic, I could see the Thunder winning this game in five or winning this series in five. Yeah, I have Thunder in five, honestly. Um, well, I mean, they already swept the Blazers during the season. Okay. Like, they they just have no one to guard Paul George consistently. I mean, they have, like, Aminu and Mo Harkless. They can throw at him for a little bit, but, like, overall, they're just getting overmatched on that end, especially on offense because um, of how good PG's defense is. But, um, like, before the Nurkic injury, I think it would have been interesting. But after, I mean, yeah, they really just – Myers Leonard and Tanner and – Zach Collins, they just they're not gonna be able to touch Adams. Um, yeah. Even if Adams hasn't really had like an amazing season, because he's been banged up a little bit, but still. Um, and Westbrook always plays well against the Blazers. And I mean, I don't know. I used to I was trolling the Blazers a lot at the beginning of the season. I used to say they weren't gonna make the playoffs, but then obviously, I mean, obviously they made it. And then I'm not gonna troll them now that they don't have their center after he broke his leg but it's yeah. just I just don't trust anybody in that team that were really like dominating the playoffs like I mean and I know Dame's had a great season again but we've seen it time and time again where he has either he puts up big points in the playoffs but he's super inefficient or he just sucks like he did last year I don't think he's gonna be as bad as he was last year but I don't know I just I can just see it not being just not being a close series even though they have home court it's just I just think it's, yeah. it kind of sucks that Nurkic got hurt because he was really balling out but he was, yeah. And, and yeah, he I'm, is, just, I'm going with Thunder and five. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Nurkic was balling out, and he is uh, the perfect big body matchup against Adams. 
Uh, I don't know how big of a difference that would have made. I think the Thunder would still win it. But, yeah, I also think uh, – I feel like the Thunder just always have a little bit of fire under them because everyone mm-hmm. is just always not giving them the respect they deserve. I don't even know if they deserve uh, the respect people aren't giving them because they really haven't proved anything. Uh, but mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook truth seems to think so. And I feel like Paul George is kind of on that, like, I'm mad Russell Westbrook type thing, like trying to prove people wrong. Um, yeah. As he, before he got hurt, he inserted himself right in that MVP conversation as one of the best two-way players in the league, um, along with Giannis and Harden. Uh, yeah, I agree. All right, so last matchup in the West, the 4-5, uh, the Houston Rockets and the Utah, as they split the season series 2-2. Two two. I like the, I like the I like the Rockets in in five or six as well. Where it's like, oh, they're kind of scary. Um, I don't think this team is it. I don't know. I, I haven't liked the Jazz all season long. I know you're not a huge fan of Donovan Mitchell, um, nor am I. Uh, I just don't think they have what it takes to get it done. Yeah, I just I don't because Rubio's really taking a step back this year. And Mitchell's been good, especially lately. He's been really good um, in the second half. But he's still, like, liable to have those games where he just shoots way too much. Which sometimes he kind of has to because they don't really have any other shot creators. But, yeah, um, like, Favors hasn't had, like, a great year. It's just, it's just like, they don't really have, like, the magic that they did last year, it seems like. Like, last year they were – I mean, yeah. this year in the second half, they had another really good second half. But it just doesn't seem like – they're like just on the same level as last year. And Gobert, I feel like, has taken a small step down from last year, at least on defense. And I think Harden's going to murder them. Because um, last year we saw in the playoffs, like, uh, Capella was murdering Gobert the whole time. Yeah. And Harden was just getting wherever he wanted, and CP3 was balling out. So I think, I think it'll be like Rockets in five, maybe six, um, because the so, Jazz always play well at home. But problem get taken, I'm taking Houston in six. So, uh, who do you think is, is, is Mitchell Garden Harden? Is, is Jay Crowder Garden? Like, who's Garden Harden in this season? I think, I think last year, when I was hearing somewhere, was last year they put on Rubio. Really? I feel like actually, that's, no, it's, actually, it's, Rubio, I'm pretty sure Rubio didn't even play last year. So, maybe I heard that wrong. Because um, he got hurt against OKC. But, I don't know. They're, maybe they'll throw Ingles for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, Ingles is kind I mean, of a good defender. Yeah, but he's not like... I feel like he's not like an on-ball defender. He's more just like a team defender. He's really yeah, good. agreed. Um, maybe Crowder for a little bit. Maybe maybe Mitchell because Mitchell's got. I mean, he has a six-ten wingspan, so he's he at least has like the length. Yeah. Make up if he gets blown by, but yeah, I don't know who's going to guard Harden really. Yeah, I think that's going to definitely be be a big issue because I mean to stop the Rockets, you first got to stop Harden. You got to make other people beat you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're in agreement that they really can't do that. Um, all right, so going uh, going through right there, we had the same winners in each series. So real quickly, um, according to what we got, we got Warriors, Rockets. You think the Rockets are pushing pushing anything if that series happens? Obviously, we're gonna Warriors. do another. Po- I think six. Right yeah, now. I think I think I don't think the Rockets have it this year either. And then we'd have Nuggets, Thunder, which I think would would be a hell of a series. Um, and I'm kind of rooting for that to happen. Uh, honestly, Thunder. If, if if it's Thunder Spurs or Thunder Nuggets, I think either of those series would be would be really good. Uh, yeah, I but, agree. I would probably take Denver because Denver played OKC really well this year. I'm pretty sure they swept them. And I just I don't know. Just the yeah, Denver. The Thunder play everyone else well though. And Dem- Denver's Denver has a has a, a strong home court advantage. Uh, they were 34 and seven this year at home. I think that was tops in the league. Yeah, it was tops in the league. So. Um, which is kind of another – obviously, it's for like a, a week or two now, we've known that the Nuggets are, are probably not getting the top seed after they lost to the Warriors like 10 days ago. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that, that was huge, I think. And, and, and ultimately deciding who's going to come out of the West, I know Denver um, has always played the Warriors well like over the last couple seasons. Uh, but that home court advantage is going to end up being huge. I think the Warriors are coming out of the West each way you look at it. Mm-hmm. You'd agree with that? Yeah, I agree. All right. Um, all right, so we'll move on to the Eastern Conference. Um, we've known the top five seeds. They've been locked in for about a week now. Uh, very interesting end of the season. There were, what, there were five teams fighting for three spots for about, like, a week, and then it came down to one spot for three teams. Um, 
ultimately the Pistons took that eight spot. So we'll start with the one eight matchup. The Milwaukee Bucks, the best record in the league at sixty and twenty two, probably. Uh, have the best player in the league at the moment, if not Kevin Durant, it's Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, I don't think the Pistons can do anything to stop him as much as I love Blake Griffin and what he's done. I don't think the Pistons, one, have the matchup to stop Giannis, and two, have the firepower to score with the Bucks. So I'm going to take Bucks in five. Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly taking Bucks in four. Yes. I mean, like, if Blake was fully healthy, I mean, he's day-to-day right now with the knee. Um, a knee injury. Oh yeah, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, so I like if he was fully healthy, I might say they win one because he goes off like forty. But right now, I mean, if he's banged up, I'm, they'd have they have no one to even try to guard Giannis because Blake, as much as I like Blake, he's just not a great defensive player. Um, neither is Drummond, and they don't have Stanley Johnson anymore. Stanley Johnson wouldn't do anything either, but you know, at least he's someone. Um, they just have no one to. They have no one to even try to stop him. Yeah, and, yeah, that's tough. Reggie Jackson's been playing well, but. I think Bledsoe do a pretty good job on him. Um, Middleton should – I mean, they have, their wing depth is just terrible. Middleton's probably going to have a good series, and Giannis is going to you know, get his 30 and 15 every game. So, yeah, I'm honestly just saying Bucks and four. Yeah, uh, that's fair. I could easily see it too. I don't think um, anything's going to go awry there. So we'll move on to the 2-7, uh, the Raptors. Um, with Nick Nurse and Kawhi Leonard uh, versus the Orlando Magic, who stopped a, I think it was a five-season um, playoff drought. Seven years. Seven. Seven-season playoff drought. Um, sliding in at the seven seed. These teams actually split the season series two and two, and in both of the Magic's win, they won pretty handily. One of them was by 29 uh, back in late December, and then in a late February matchup in Toronto, they won by 15. Um, I think the Magic are a really, really interesting team because of the length that they have. I don't think they have enough on the offensive end um, to be able to score with the Raptors because the Raptors are also a very good defensive team. Uh, But I don't know. I think this series could be interesting. I I think the Raptors are going to win in five games, but I think the games are going to be close. And I think it's just going to be interesting to watch the matchups, uh, watch Kawhi, see if they like. See, I like. I want to see what they do with Jonathan Isaac if they're putting him on Kawhi. Um, yeah, I think the series could 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 be a little interesting. Yeah, I th- I really am interested. I'm glad this was a matchup rather than Pistons Raptors. Um, I think Isaac's going to be really important if he can just make his threes on defense. He's he's already so good on defense, and he's like the perfect guy to put against like Kawhi and uh, Siakam. And, and uh, Ibaka, just because he's so versatile, he can switch all over. He has so much length. And they still have Aaron Gordon and Vooch. And Vooch, I think Vooch versus Gasol slash Ibaka will be pretty interesting because, I mean, Gasol's not great at, like, stretching out the perimeter on defense. Yeah, that's not true. not able yeah. to do that anymore. And Vucevic has really improved as a shooter. And he's still also good at, like, putting on the deck a little bit. Um, but I still, at most, it goes six games for Toronto. I just think Toronto's way too deep. Um, and Ka- playoff Kawhi, Kawhi's always balled out in the playoffs, so I think yeah. he'll just put him away if he has to. But I think it, it'll still be interesting. It'll be interesting. Yeah, and I mean, I I, I agree. I don't, I don't think the Magic are going to get out of this. I don't think there's any way they win the series. But uh, good for them. He said seven years since they last made the playoffs. And I don't think this is – I don't think it's um, – a fluky thing. Obviously, the Aaron Gordon contract's a little bit uh, weird. I think he's on like a four for 80. He's going to be in year two or three of it. Oh, um, it's, it's the first year of it. So. But yeah, so he's going to be in year two next year. So he's still got three left on that. He's not a bad player. It's just tough giving him $20 million. But they have good young pieces. Um, and I think that the Magic are going to be in the playoffs, at least if the East looks like this. I, I think they can – they can uh, build off this and I don't know I don't know I mean I don't really know do the magic it I think it's kind of big if they uh what their deal is with cap space because I, I think right now they have like a good young core but I think they need someone else you know yeah it'll really it. depend what they do with uh Vooch if they decide to keep him or not because he's a free agent is he UFA or yeah he's unrestricted and they still have yeah. the whole Fultz thing I mean I don't know what's going on with that but they need, a, they need a point guard. Maybe they think it's him, but if he can't shoot, then he's just, like, not the point guard for them. 
It's because they, yeah. they need a point guard they can shoot. Maybe they get like a Kevin Porter or something in the draft, but they need like a shot creating guard really badly because DJ Augustine's nice, but you know, he's a backup. He's not a starter. Yeah. Uh, agreed. All right. Um, all right. Moving on to your Philadelphia 76ers uh, with the three seed finishing with a 51 and 31 record against the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, congrats to the Nets finally getting um, away from that terrible Boston trade. They actually rebuilt way quicker um, than people would have thought. Uh, finished with a 42-40 and 40 record above 500. Um, unbiasedly, you think the Nets have any shot? Because I don't think they do. Um, I don't think they have a shot to win it. But now that Embiid might miss game one because of this whole knee thing, which is annoying, but whatever. Because if, if Embiid – like, they have no one to guard Embiid. Yeah. Like, I mean, Jared Allen's good. Jared like, Allen. you know, he can block shots, but he's just he's not big enough to consistently guard him. And then Ed Davis is just like, you know, he's just a guy. He's not like a, a great, and he's good, but he's not like a, you know, lockdown defender or anything. Um, I mean, their whole bread and butter is like their two guards that just get anywhere they want and can hit any shot. And they've killed us the whole year, um, which is why I want to see Zaire Smith play a little bit because he actually looked pretty good in the last week and he can actually stay in front of people, but I doubt he'll play. So I think they'll probably win at least one or two games, especially if yeah. he doesn't play. But I just at the end of the day, there's just too much talent in the Sixers. I agree with that. Um, yeah, the Embiid thing is always like a – obviously, you know this better than anyone. It's always like a cause for concern because you never really know, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, it's always like questionable, like day-to-day, but day-to-day could be like a week. So you never really know what the beat. I think uh, – say he does miss one – say he misses game one in the Nets, uh, win that game and – you, they go back to Brooklyn tied at one. Uh, I think game three could be I could be really interesting because the Nets haven't seen playoff basketball. I don't think they, they haven't seen playoff basketball in Brooklyn yet, have they? No, they, 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 they made it for a few years. They were just like super average when they had like Darren Williams. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, but it's been a couple of years. Um, I think that if we go, I think the Sixers need to put their – um, foot down on this series and take the first two games. Because if it goes back 1-1, um, game three is going to be huge, uh, I think. Uh, I think D. Russ is kind of on a mission. Um, literally everywhere he goes, he gets hated on. Uh, so, I mean, like you said, I don't think the town's there. But if we get to a game three when it's 1-1, um, that's going to be one that I have my eye on for sure. Um, yeah, it, it's I don't know, the Sixers. It's just it's such a weird season. Like I have no idea what to think right now because they've had they've barely had any time to play with a new team because after Embiid, like they had the first four and then Embiid missed like eight games I think, and then Butler had to do a little resting and then Simmons had an injury for a couple games and then just getting everyone together. I think they've only played like eleven games and they're like nine and two and they beat like the Bucks and the Celtics. So they were looking good, but now uh, Tobias is just he's yeah. super cold from three lately. I think he, he started out the Sixers super hot, and then I don't know what happened. Um, maybe he just needed some time off because he played almost – I think he played every game this year. But, yeah, he he was like – he fell down to like into the high 30s and three-point percentage when he was at like 44. And um, basically ever since that Celtics win, when everybody was going crazy, I mean, yeah, it was a great win. They've, they've kind of like just been t- kind of taking their foot off the gas, and I kinda, they kind of knew they were going to get the three seed, but still, like they lost to the Hawks. They lost by like 30 to the Mavs. Um, they lost by t- like thirty to the Magic, so yeah. Just um, also the Hawks twice. It was just like it was just weird. Um, but they did play Milwaukee pretty well last week. Um, but then even then, like Butler didn't play, so I really have no idea what to think. But I, I'm confident that they'll get through this series. After that, I have no idea. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair to say. Um, it is one of the one of probably I mean the second best starting five in the in the league when healthy. Um, mm-hmm. So and, and especially in these early series, talent talent typically wins out. Yeah. Um, all right. Transitioning to the last series, we'll be covering the four, five in the East. The Celtics, obviously, the four. Or no, wait. Yeah, the Celtics are the four, um, and the Pacers are the five. Boston won the series three to one, um, including a win in early April and a win in late March. Um, obviously, the Victor Oladipo injury, which seems like it happened so long ago um it affected the pacers but it didn't affect them as much as i thought as much as other people thought uh pacers still hung in there um kind of easily took took the five seed we're looking at home court advantage for a good part of the season when the seeds are struggling i think this is going to be i think if victor Oladipo is, is in this series i think the pacers win um, yeah me too honestly 
but without him, uh, I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Uh, where are you gonna get your points from? Who's who's gonna guard Kyrie? Um, obviously, Marcus Smart has been ruled out for the series. Um, honestly, I think it's a bigger loss than some people think. Just looking at the box score, looking at the numbers, Smart Smart doesn't look like a huge loss, but he affects the game. In more ways than you know, especially when you're watching, and especially come playoff time, a guy like that off the bench is kind of invaluable. Um, with that being said, I'm going to go C's in seven. I think it'll go seven. I think home court's going to be a big deal. Um, I could also see Kyrie just going off, and then they win in like five. Uh, but I kind of want to speak a seven-game series into existence, and I'd like to see this one go seven. See that boy Bogdanovich ball out. Um, but, yeah, what do you got on the series? Yeah, if – before the smart injury, I honestly probably would have said Celtics in five after watching those last two games um, just because they looked yeah. like easily the better team. Yep. And the Pacers just really have – I, I kind of hope they play um, Aaron Holiday a little bit. Yeah. Just on Kyrie because he actually looked pretty solid from the games that I watched. Um, obviously, he didn't play that much. But Collison's just – Collison's fine on offense. But defensively, he's just, just not good, and Kyrie's going to kill him. Um. And Hayward's looked a lot better recently. Tatum, I don't know. Is Tatum out? I don't know. I know he got hurt. Uh, I think he's going to play, but you know, yeah, he's, I think he's put up. And he hasn't had, like, an amazing season. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. But he's still good. I mean, I've, I've said it a lot. Like, people are freaking out about Tatum way too much. He's, like, 20. And he still averaged, yeah. what, six, 16 and 6. And he shot pretty well all over the court. And Jalen Brown's picking it up recently. And Horford kind of seems to like get him back to where he was, so. Um, I just think I just think the Pacers, as good as they've been, and I think Bogdanovich is really going to play well. But overall, I just think I'd say right now probably Celtics in six. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I I, I, I got to agree with that. I don't I don't think the Pacers are going to win this series. Uh, that that obviously it happened so long ago, but now you get to playoff time. That really sucks that Oladipo's out because if you have him, if you have that one like kind of bona fide star um, in there. And this team is really good because they have depth at the wing, they have depth at the guard, and they have depth in the po- post. They're just missing that one guy who can go out there and consistently get his own bucket and consistently uh, be the guy you're looking to late in the game, and that was Oladipo. And he can guard Kyrie a little bit. He's yeah, that's true. Yeah. So. yeah, he can match up on the defensive end. Um, all right, so we went – we agreed there on the four series. We went chalk, took the top four seeds. Um, so just quickly, the Bucks and the Celtics. Obviously, the Celtics have been a dumpster fire all year, and there's there's really no reason for me or anyone else to believe that uh, the team that was projected to win the East to start still has that capability just based on the way they played because I – I feel like what it's been throughout the whole season is it's the Celtics are struggling. Oh, they're going to write the ship. Like that, we were saying that in December. And then, mm-hmm. you know, early February comes around, you know, the Celtics are still struggling. Uh, like what's going on with Brad Stevens, Kyrie Irving's disgruntled. Oh, don't worry. Give it a month. Give it like when playoff time rolls around, they'll be ready to go. And playoff time's rolled around. Obviously they've looked a little better of late. And, but there's, there's no reason for me to believe in them, but I just feel like, there's a chance that they're going to go on some sort of crazy run. And Kyrie's, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And petrifies me. pissing me off yeah. so much. But. Yeah, and there's no, like, reason. There's no, like, statistical evidence from this season to back it up. There's no, like, 20-game stretch where the Celtics went 17-3 and three and you're like, oh, this is a team that people projected uh, to win the East to start the year. But, yeah, it's just something – I mean, you probably know it better than me being a Sixers fan – Maybe you're going to have to match up with them in the conference finals if it comes to that. But, yeah, it's just kind of a scary thought that the Celtics are just hanging around. Um, and they, they're kind of almost underrated now because people have, have gotten off the hype of, yeah, the uh, mm. Celtics are going to win. It's more on the Bucks, uh, the Sixers, and the Raptors now. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I mean, if it's just like – I don't know. I don't know. It really depends how uh, – because Morris and Rozier have fallen off a lot. I said it's just like the whole team's kind of like in flux. I feel like because like nobody really knows what's gonna happen next. Yeah, agreed. Agent Morris and Rozier probably aren't gonna be there next year. Um, if they want to make that big AD trade, then Hayward or Horford's gonna have to be in it. I mean, Horford has a player option, so I doubt he'd accept it to go to the Pelicans. But um, Hayward would be in the trade, which obviously is like a whole another thing 
we're just kind of, uh, considering what happened to Isaiah Thomas after he got injured. Um, and Tatum might get traded. I mean, I think I don't think they can just make the trade without Tatum anymore. And yeah. none of those picks are really like as good as they thought. They're probably gonna have four first, but I don't think anything's higher than ten. So, and they probably thought the Kings pick was gonna be like top three, and the Grizzlies pick down the line at some point was gonna be like in the top five, and the Clippers um, pick was eventually gonna be you know in the lottery. But doesn't look. It's so. like all their just the whole team just like I don't know because Kyrie was saying he was gonna stay, and then that one press conference or just pregame whatever when he was saying he's like I think he's gone honestly, but. Um, it's just like, and then the team plays better without Kyrie Irving for some reason. Like they have, they're like thirty-five and fifteen without him in the last two years, and they almost went to the finals without him. So it's just like, it's just like everything that could have gone wrong went wrong, but they're still yeah. still in position to like make the finals. Yeah, no, it's really weird. Like <laughs> you touching on all those players, literally their top eight players, um, any one or multiple, or most likely multiple of those guys will not be on the roster. Uh, to start, and it's literally any one of them, like any one of the top eight players that they have right now, has a chance to not be on this team. So it's kind of like everyone's, especially uh, around the AD thing and like Kyrie speaking out. Uh, everyone's just kind of on edge. It seems like, um, which I think led to led to some poor play. So I mean, that's a reason if they throw that all out and say, you know what, let's go, let's go contend for a championship right now. Um, yeah, I think there's a chance that they can be really scary. But, uh, you know, I'm just happy playoff basketball is here. We got, we got what, like two, two more months-ish of the season. And the next two weeks are going to be super interesting with basketball going on every night. Um, I, think, I think we mostly agree that, um, at least in the East, I think the top seeds, I think the top four are going to advance. I think I'm, I don't really see an upset there. Uh, but the West will get interesting with the two seven and the three six matchup. Um, we're definitely gonna have some good games, some good series. Um, and as we continue, is are the Warriors gonna win another title? Hopefully not, but I don't I don't know who's gonna get in their way. So um, for that, it's been another edition of the SQ Sports Pod. Q, you got got any closing remarks? Um, I can't think of anything really. I think right. uh, I think I might as well just talk about coaches. I think could get fired. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before the playoffs start. Um, well, I, I mean, we already had uh, – Hockey's safe, obviously. Yeah. We just hired him. I think Nick Nurse is safe. Yep, agreed. Um, Brett Brown, low-key, is not safe. Oh, really? If they, leave him, if they lose in the first round, he's out, definitely. If they get, like yeah, – If they yeah. get out of the first round and they get, like, waxed by Toronto, then I think he might. Oh, wait. Uh, well, this is not – sorry to interrupt, but on the coach's front, you might have seen this. Yes. Yeah, Okay, yeah. I mean, that's not big news. Luke Walton, um, Lakers part way with Luke Walton. But, that's, I mean, that's not huge news. Oh, and what would you just said? Uh, Sixers assistant Monty Williams joins Ty Lue yeah, as the yeah. central candidates for the Lakers coaching job. Coaching search, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's pretty crazy. But, no, I agree with you. Uh, yeah, Brett Brown, with all the talent here, if, if they do go out in the first round or, say, Toronto slaps them around in five games, I could see him being on the hot seat. Which, I mean, I love Brett Brown, but I wouldn't be, like, completely opposed. Although I would say, like, there's been, like, s- such little continuity with this team in the last, like, 12 months. Especially, basically, starting with the whole Colangelo thing. Yeah. They have a GM, and then they got a GM right before the season, and then they made two big trades. So, it's just, I wouldn't, I still would, like, I want him to be the coach. But I wouldn't be, like, super mad if he was, if they got a better one. Obviously, if they got a better yeah. one. But, like, um, just because... I don't know. It's just maybe it should run its course. But any other coach, I mean, Stevens is safe, even though I thought Stevens had a, kind of a weird year coaching. Like, I don't yeah. know why he was playing Tatum and Smart versus Orlando the other night. That was stupid. Um, McMillan, I thought did – I mean, you know, what he was handed, I thought he did a pretty good job. Agreed, yeah. Um, Casey and – oh, Atkinson's a good coach. He's going to stay. I think Clifford will stay. Getting the Magic to the playoffs is pretty big, and I think Casey will stay. Getting the Pistons back to the playoffs. Um, in the West, Kerr, I think, is fine. Malone's fine. D'Antoni's fine. Um, Billy, I mean, Donovan might be out. Uh, if they lose in the first round, I think they might fire him. That's like four years, and they only had one good year when they had Durant. Yeah. Agreed. I, I totally agree with that. I think, I think this, this postseason is huge for Billy Donovan. Even though you're coming in uh, as a sixth seed, I, I think this is big. They need to win at least one series. And who else, um who are they playing? Oh, Stotts. I think Stotts. I mean, probably not now that they're no. have no expectations. 
Um, Rivers is safe, and obviously Popovich is safe. And he's uh, Quinn Snyder and D'Antoni, they're both safe. So, yeah, it's just basically three coaches that could get fired. But yeah, depending on depending on what happens. Um, yeah, I think a lot of a lot of uh, especially in the East, um, like the five through eights. Obviously, the Pacers were supposed to be there, but what McMillan did without Arnold Depot is huge. And then uh, in Brooklyn, Orlando, and Detroit, um, teams that not weren't expected to make the playoffs, but um, getting their teams to the playoffs is definitely a big thing. Uh, so no reason to let any of those three guys go. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I mean, you uh, – we can get into this more when, when it comes around in the off season, but you always hear the same names getting brought up for these jobs, like Mark Jackson, um, Jeff Van Gundy. Uh, seems like the same names. I feel like uh, I feel like w- those two in particular are going to be coaching, if if not next year, within the next couple of years, because I feel like their names been been brought up for so many years now, and they're just waiting for the right position or someone's waiting for them. I don't know exactly, but I kind of want to see those two guys back in the game. Um, but yeah. Uh, you got anything else on the playoffs? Obviously uh, we have four games on Saturday, four on Sunday, the Sixers and the Nets will tip off at two thirty Eastern tomorrow to start it all off. Obviously the playoffs are broadcasted. Um, on ESPN, ABC, and TNT are the three channels. You'll be and NBA at. TV for those like terrible series that nobody watches. Okay, okay, and NBA TV. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be a good weekend. They're just kicking back and watching some basketball. Um, I guess, I guess we just went through the series. Give me, give me besides the Sixers, the series. Obviously. Uh, we're both going to be watching every game of every series, unless there's obviously like some major conflict. But give me the series that you're watching the most intently. You really, you, you really are interested to see what happens. Um, probably Rockets Jazz, honestly. Okay. I just uh, like watching Harden a lot, and I think CP3. I feel like he's gotten really underrated because he kind of had like a. I mean, he was injured a lot of the year, but I think he's going to ball out, honestly. Okay, uh, I would go also on the West. Uh, I'm gonna say Nuggets Spurs. I think I think the mix of there's there's not a lot of star power, and like I was saying, guys on the Nuggets like Torrey Craig, Morris, Malik Beasley, and then obviously the Spurs with like Derek White. Um, who's the other? Who, who's the other? Uh, oh, Brent Forbes, Derek White, yeah. Brent Forbes. It'll be interesting to see uh, all those young guys match up. Um, and I don't know. I think I think it, I think it could go six or seven. So I'm interested in that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so this has been another edition of the SQ Sports Pod. We, ha- we haven't done a dual pod in a while, um, but for these playoffs, we're going to be coming out once a week, definitely. Um, when the second round rolls around, we'll give you a preview of that. Obviously, uh, look for posts and blogs on our website at sqsports.wordpress.com, uh, detailing the playoffs, playoffs matchups, games of the night, stuff like that. We'll be getting stuff posted up on there. And obviously, follow us on Twitter at SQ underscore sports. With that, I'm Shane Q. We'll talk to you later. Peace. Signing off, SQ Sports.